Welcome to Humanity's Moment of Choice at the Convergence Series here on Voice America. This is Dr. Kurt Johnson, your Voice America host. Since April 2022, we've been bringing you programming based on the Gold Nautilus award-winning book, Our Moment of Choice, Evolutionary Visions and Hope for the Future, a book from the Evolutionary Leaders Circle, a project of the Source of Synergy Foundation. This has included 10 Voice America specials with thought leaders and activists from around the world, exploring how we the people can meet the challenges of this pivotal time in history. As we've entered 2023, this attention to the world's challenges accelerated as nearly 100 of such leaders of global organizations and activist networks met in Arizona in March for the event Igniting the Holo Movement, based on that word wholeness, to plan even more concertedly for meeting the challenges ahead. Our Voice America programs here in June 2023, all available in our free archive at the page where you just joined us, reported back to you on all of that. As summer 2023 has ensued, all of these efforts have been gearing up for 2024, beginning with the 2023 International Peace League season of September and October international events. And these all look forward to even more impactful activities in 2024. So our purpose here is to bring you up to date on what over a dozen of these activist networks are planning to engage with even more energy in 2024, and thus the theme and title, Forward Steps. So I'm so lucky to have with me the Reverend Deborah Moldau, Director of the Evolutionary Leaders Circle at evolutionaryleaders.net, the project of the Source of Synergy Foundation. This circle of over 250 leading activists and thought leaders is a home for nearly all of the leaders of the dozen or so networks that we'll be speaking with about their plans for the future. Deborah is also, along with me and multiple Nautilus Award-winning author Dr. Robert Atkinson, an editor of that original book, Our Moment of Choice, which laid out that call to evolutionary visions and hope for the future. And you'll be hearing more about that book as the program continues. So Deborah, given this backdrop of what has brought us to this point and sharing the future plans of all of these pivotal groups, organizations, and networks, what are you excited about as a person who is at the center of all this, and nearly all of these activities as the director of the Evolutionary Leaders Circle? Thank you, Kurt. And thank you so much for all that you've been doing to coordinate and promote the efforts of so many members of the Evolutionary Leaders Circle. You've done an outstanding job of creating opportunities for synergy through our 23 synergy circles, each addressing a different issue in today's world, and offering media exposures exposure through the books of Light on Light Press magazines, and online radio programs such as this series. It's a special time here on planet Earth where humanity is awakening to the clear truth 
that we cannot continue to live as we have been doing, at least in the Western world. Mother Nature is letting us know in no uncertain terms that we must change our thinking in order to change our behavior. It's no easy task to steer the ship away from the metaphorical iceberg. But this has always been what the evolutionary leaders circle has meant when we say that we are in service to conscious evolution. One of the themes that has continued to rise in the work of many of our prominent visionaries is that of unity or wholeness. We can no longer afford to think in terms of us and them. We're all in this together, and we all need to step up our game. 2023 has been a year of expansion for the evolutionary leaders, not only with the strong work of all of the synergy circles, but also some new ventures. We've begun a pilot program for an evolutionary partners network to explore how organizations and conscious businesses that share a common worldview and greater purpose, each with its own individual mission, can work together in synergy. The pilot program is a laboratory where we can explore how to move forward in greater coherence for mutual benefit and impact in service to the whole. In addition, many of our evolutionary leaders took part in the event that you mentioned, Kurt, called Igniting the Holo Movement, held in Sedona in March. The Source of Synergy Foundation, our founding organization, co-hosted this gathering with Purpose Earth to create a field of high frequency in which synergies could begin to weave a more cohesive holo movement. That is the joining in alignment of the many current efforts to co-create a world where all life can thrive in these challenging times. I trust that everyone listening now is leading the evolution of human consciousness, each in your own special way. And I know that all of you join me in looking forward to hearing the visionary voices of this stellar array of evolutionary leaders who will be speaking on today's program. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Deborah. So I'm going to go over now and join Emmanuel Kunzelman, who will tell us about the HOLO movement. That's H-O-L-O movement, and its website is holomovement.net. Okay, so I'm here with Emmanuel Kunzelman, co-editor of the Light on Light book, The HOLO Movement, Embracing Our Collective Purpose to Unite Humanity, generally also known as the HOLO Movement book. So, Emmanuel, as you know, we live in this era of emerging networks of networks and impact networks that we hope can make a transformational difference for the world. So tell us about the HOLO movement, how it's been birthed, what's next, and where you see it going. Well, thank you, Kurt. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, appreciate your help, support, and interest in the HOLO movement. Uh, the whole movement has many different aspects to it. Uh, let's start with maybe the biggest, broadest aspect, which is a, a notion of a grand social movement, a movement of movements. 
Uh, we're seeing today many incipient movements, organizations, ideas uh, flourishing all over the globe in response as a kind of immune response to the many crises that our planet is facing. And so people all over the planet are coming to the call, finding their purpose and uh, putting that into action. And so wonderful thing to to witness. Uh, The whole movement is proposed as a unifying concept and idea for all these movements to identify with, to help brand them, uh, to make a public relations appeal, uh, you know, elevator speech when you're asked, well, what is behind you? What what are you part of? How do you envision whatever it is, whether you've got a yoga school or a meditation practice or any number of things? And we're hoping that people can say, well, it's all part of the whole movement. There's this movement of the whole, wholeness in motion, uniting humanity uh, through their collective purpose to really uh, find solutions to the problems that face our society today, uh, propose solutions, uh, move forward, and make this uh, a more beautiful, equitable, and compassionate uh, planet to live on and uh, hopefully navigate uh, through the crises into a much better future for everyone. So first and foremost, it is this uh, branding identity of cohesion that we're welcoming everyone who adheres to or is in compliance with the general principles and idea of this movement. Then breaking it down, of course, the term holo movement uh, comes from American physicist David Bohm. He coined the term in his 1980 book, Wholeness in the Implicate Order. And Bohm, in his study of quantum physics and the quantum field, uh, concentrated a great deal on how, when everything seems different and separate, we're all separate people, we're, we're separate from the desk or the screen sitting in front of us, how can we all say that everything is one? And I think that was maybe the driving question in David Bone's life. And he tried to prove that mathematically in the quantum field. And his uh, ultimate solution in one word was the holo movement, that it is both separate and one simultaneously, uh, that there are just different aspects of the oneness. Bohm broke those down into the implicate order and the explicate order. Implicate would be the unseen spiritual essence. Um, Some people might want to call that God. They might want to call that spiritual source. Uh, Many different names that can be given to it. Uh, Bohm called it the implicate order. The coding that brought forth our universe, the informational wave that was set out, he called it a pilot wave of creating the universe. That's the implicate order. And then the explicate order, of course, is the material physical manifestation of this implicate order wave. So we have seemingly two different concepts, but they're all one. 
It's a movement. It's a flow. It's an unbounded flow of the manifestation of divine consciousness into physical reality. But then physical reality reaches a point such as now and our conversation here today, thinking about this, and uh, we move back towards the implicate order for inspiration. Our consciousness has come to the point that we understand this and say, well, maybe we're a little bit on the wrong track. Maybe there's a better path forward. We need the true spiritual essence of original information that coded the universe to put into practice to, in our own society so we can do that as well. So it's a very deep, interconnected field of quantum potential that is the whole movement, and it is all one, unbounded, unending, and forever timeless uh, and instantaneously connected across all dimensions. And then moving more into the future medium term, the, the holo movement uh, will surely have uh, effects on transformative action throughout the planet and uh, a change in culture and perhaps spiritual practice as well. It has a unifying call to bring people together in their action. You know, we're seeing today that uh, there is a, there's a book released just this week called The Great De-Churching, and uh, written by two sociologists, uh, Jim Davis and, and Michael Graham. And the idea, well, part of it is that people aren't going to church as much anymore. They're losing faith in the moral basis of their religions, and they're looking for a new community, a new way to get together that fulfills their needs for a deep spiritual understanding, but a practical application in making a difference at the same time. And so we see the Holo movement as a possible answer to this vacuum of the de-churching or the breakdown of religion uh, we see in the United States alone that in the last 15 years, the number of people that have no religious affiliation has doubled, and that is in exponentially increasing. So this is uh, it's, uh, an answer to this huge need for meaning and purpose in everyone's life to bring us together, our collective purpose to unite humanity going forward and resolve uh, the issues facing our society today. So that, in a nutshell, is sort of three different levels, the, the grand sociological branding, the quantum physics of understanding the oneness of the universe, and the practical implication of spiritual practice and transformative action in motion to really address the problems we face today. So I know it's a a lot to grasp and maybe in a few minutes, but it's also simple. And it's just all of us finding our purpose, linking arms, working together and moving forward in the evolution of human society for a brighter future for all. So uh, thank you very much, Kurt, for the opportunity to speak today about the Holo Movement. It's for everyone who's interested, and we will hope that that will be millions of people the planet over working together for a brighter future for all. Well, thanks so much, Emmanuel Kunzelman. And following directly on what you've just said, I'm going to go over now to Ben Bowler of peaceweek.org and unity.earth, especially to tell us all about 
what's coming up in 2023 for Peace Week. So I'm here with Ben Bowler of Unity Earth, Peace Week and the 99 Days of Unity. And Ben and his Unity Earth activities have been a premier creator and provider of Peace Week programming for the last number of years, along with Rick Ulfick of We the World and We.net, who we'll be speaking to in just a bit. So Ben, we actually wanted to start with you in talking about what is in the program planning for this year's 2023 Peace Week. So Ben, tell us what you and the Unity Earth Network will be doing this year. Well, thank you, Dr. Kurt Johnson. Firstly, it's great to be sitting down with you again here on Voice America. Wonderful to be part of the program. And yeah, amazingly, we're coming around to September events once again. So it's um, uh, obviously September being the International Day of Peace on the 21st of September. And over the last few years, uh, we've been holding events and highlighting this as part of our um, programs at Unity Earth. I guess it started in 2020 like so many did, at least for us, uh, with the culmination of the Caravan of Unity Across America, which uh, was going to be like a, a multi-vehicle trip from sacred site to sacred site from the West Coast to the East Coast. But of course, COVID hit and we had to adapt and we turned it into um, uh, a, a virtual series of events. But it still culminated uh, in what we call Peace Weekend. Uh, I think back then, the International Day of Peace may have been the Friday or the Monday. So we had a peace weekend. And, you know, since then, we've been um, holding these events with all the, the communities, the work that Rick does, and um, the many events that come out of the United Nations, many of our partners and friends at the Evolutionary Leaders who've been doing Peace Day events, like Monica, Monica Willard, Deborah Moldo, and many others. But then, of course, um, we had the call from the late, great Avon Madison at, 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 during 2022, to create, in fact, it was actually back in 2021, when we started, late 2021, when we started floating the idea of bringing back Peace Week as a container, as a celebration that embraces the International Day of Peace. And, you know, one of the things to say about that, Kurt, is we didn't come up with it. It's been going since the 80s, you know, Pathways to Peace and Avon in those early days, you know, Peace Week and Peace Weekend and Peace Month were all there in the 80s as uh, the International Day of Peace was just finding its... Um, its place on the calendar. Of course, it wasn't until 2001 that it was actually locked in as September 21st. Prior to that, it was floating all around the calendar. But these, this idea of Peace Week really resonated with me and resonated with a lot of us because when the International Day of Peace falls on midweek, which as often it does, uh, you'll find a lot of organizations choose to do their event, their concert, their convening, their panel, their celebration, whatever it might be, the weekend before uh, or sometimes the weekend after. And so the idea of like taking it away from just one day of celebrations and, in, and embracing the entire week uh, was something which made a lot of sense to, to a lot of us. And, you know, really then uh, that was the establishment of Peace Week in the beginning for us, the first one we did in 2022. Of course, if you look back in time, Shift Network have done Peace Week through their journeys, all also orientated around the International Day of Peace. And as I mentioned, it goes all the way back to the early 80s and those um, first celebrations uh, from Pathways to Peace and the other pioneering organizations. Then in a really amazing seminal moment, uh, again, Avon Madison left us with a, just a powerful and, and, and resonant and brilliant message. Uh, in fact, it was her last recorded message. 
Uh, and we play it, you know, quite often as we go through these uh, 99 days of peace or unity. But what it was, was Avon's um, incredible breakdown of the whole spiritual situation that we're in. And she talked about peace uh, through unity, which leads to prosperity, being a triangle with spirit at the center. And there was something in that whole process, which the simplicity of it and the power of it really resonated, not just with us, but with many, many people. And so the idea of peace through unity, almost in contrast to the paradigm of peace through strength, um, has resonated very, very powerfully with, with, with us and with the community. And when we looked at, and again, I even talked about this in her message, going from World Unity Week in June, which is orientated around the solstice in the mid-year, through to Peace Week in September, which is orientated around the International Day of Peace, which also happens to be the equinox. Um, you know, the, the, we counted the days and there were 99 days. So that was really the birth of the 99 days of peace through unity. And it it is this journey from the great convening in the middle of the year of World Unity Week up to um, the September events um, uh, around the International Day of Peace and everything that contains it, all of the programs around the world, intercultural in every country, um, now, and Jer Jeremy Gilley from Peace One Day, who was instrumental in getting the date September 21 locked in the calendar back in 2000, 2001. Um, he actually measures, his organization measures the number of people who are aware of the International Day of Peace. And it's now approached, approaching 3 billion. So that's a pretty extraordinary thing. So, you know, our efforts in Peace Week is to bring together those organizations that we're connected with, highlighting the great work that has been done. Once again, it's an online convergence. So through the efforts of uh, John Raymer and Becky, uh, Irina and many others, we put on a online convergence, which allows people to host their own convergence rooms and be a part of it in any way they want to be. And what's special about this year, Kurt, one of the things that's really exciting about this year is we're really upping the game with the broadcast content. So Hubcast Studios, there's a bunch of us actually going to Vancouver to be there on the ground. Uh, John Summer, myself, Gary Malkin, and, and others are converging uh, in, in Vancouver at Hubcast Studios to deliver the broadcast of International Day of Peace. And we've got amazing content and some really incredible um, presentations, speakers, ceremonies, events that's going to be unfolding over those days. It's, uh, it's very, very exciting and will be a beautiful uh, tribute and culmination to the 99 Days of Peace Through Unity for 2023. Yeah, so Ben, so thanks uh, so much. So what's interesting is that uh, this program is entitled, you know, Humanity's Moment of Choice, Forward Steps, because we know your network and all of these networks that are joining us on this program are really seeing this next year as crucial of what can happen with impact networks around the world that are working toward transformation. So second question we want to ask even looks beyond Peace Week and ask, what are all the networks of your uh, different programs looking at as you're going to be moving ahead in this challenging time, which so much needs the type of work that you're doing. Yeah, thank you, Kurt, and thank you to you and everything that you're doing and and uh, and the sponsors of this program is very, very important to get the message out there. And one of the things that we're also doing is um, leaning into um, the establishment of Unity Earth TV as a brand and as a broadcast mechanism to help further expand um, the reach of the audience uh, for, you know, these important conversations and convenings. Um, this year, really thanks to our sponsors of Purpose Earth and uh, 
The Hollow Movement, Spiritual Life TV, Great Transition Stories, and Brand Earth, we've been able to take the 99 Days of Peace Through Unity to another level, and we're really looking forward to um, a big exclamation point being Peace Week coming up uh, very, very soon. Obviously, September 16 to 23 is Peace Week. Beyond that, as I mentioned, the, the, the strategy to go further into the media with Unity Earth TV, we also have a very important convening coming up in the Middle East in November, which is around COP28. And uh, many of you listeners will know, but for those that may not, COP28 is an initiative from the United Nations. It's a conference of the parties, and it's coming together to uh, ostensibly tackle the climate challenge and the climate crisis. You can tell by the number 28, this has been going for a while. Um, and fair to say that until now, there has been um, uh, mostly disappointment about the outcome. So, you know, the we see the devastating um, uh, climate disasters increasing in frequency all around the planet. So this is obviously a pivotal moment in so many different ways. And one of the things we're called to do is bring together those conversations around spirituality, faith, and the climate crisis. So what are the spiritual perspectives on the climate crisis and its solutions? And that's something we're very excited to be bringing um, an intercultural, international, uh, global uh, series of leaders to COP28 as part of a pre-event called the Dubai Convergence. And you know, we'll talk more about that as more details come to light. But what's what's exciting about that is expanding it out beyond just the traditional faith perspectives and embracing all the different Indigenous perspectives on their spiritual perspective on the crisis and its solutions, and also including what we might call non-traditional spiritual perspectives. And I think right now people are at a point, Kurt, even the the you know very conservative faith traditions are at a point of realizing, hey, we really need to be open to anything and everything right now. So there's an openness which is driven by the scale of the crisis to bring new perspectives and large perspectives, ideas like the Holo movement as a great example, uh, to bear in a forum of such as the United Nations and uh, and the, this conference of the parties discussing what are we going to do to you know change this global trajectory we're on. So that feels like a very very important convening that's pulling us forward. That's late November, early December uh, in the United Arab Emirates. Um, and then beyond that, it's really building out new networks, new alliances, new partnerships, civil society coming together with, you know, when, when the governments are aligned and you have institutions or certain aspects of government which are on board with that progressive viewpoint, they can also be our partners as well. So it's building a, a broad alliance, if you like, between civil society, faith-based organisations, um, as well as civic institutions where appropriate to actually create something that's got the uh, the power and the means and the wherewithal to uh, convene a broader conversation about how do we turn it around. One thing that's for sure, Kurt, is that the nation states aren't up to it on their own. Uh, it's got to be a bigger, broader, um, deeper, higher conversation than that. And I think there there is an opening here, sadly driven by the scale and frequency of the of the you know of the climactic events which we're seeing unfold. But in that openness. You know, there is an opportunity to seize the initiative. And I think that this event in Dubai will be an important step forward in building out those relationships. And then beyond into 2024, who knows what's going to happen in 2024? I think we're past the point of predicting anything. Uh, obviously, there's big challenges ahead in the United States um, and around the world everywhere, everywhere all at once. So I think, you know, this work that everybody here is connected to, um, community building, 
um, building out local strengths as well as global alliances uh, is really going to be the way forward in, in such a powerful way. Well, thanks so much, Ben Bowler. And to also mention that following on Peace Week, we'll also be seeing the One Planet Peace Forum, October 6th to 8th, which you can find out more about at oneplanetpeaceforum.org. And since, Ben, you just noted what a fundamental part of Peace Week involves John Raymer of the Sign Network, One World, and the 99 Days of Radical Collaboration, I'm going to go over next and join John Raymer. So I'm here with John Raymer of One World. So, John, we're talking to each of the major networks that are a part of our larger evolutionary leaders community. So, John, tell us what you and One World are planning, not only for Peace Week, but into this potentially exciting new year of 2024. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a thrill to be here with you, Kurt. There's so much overlap, that whole unity and peace synergy circle that Ben Bowler and you and I, and of course, your inspiration and influence has been a huge resource for us. So I'm grateful for it. We're right now still in the middle of the 99 days as we head to Peace Week, which started with World Unity Week. We've been doing these online convergences inside of one world. And that's what's going to happen from September 16th through the 23rd. But of course, with all this synergy happening, it really begins with Rick Ulfick's We the World on 9-11, which 11 days of global unity ties in together. So one of the things that is really a bright light for so many of us in supporting of activating the HOLO movement as well, was using this idea of these missions that folks have declared as part of the radical collaboration we've been doing on radical collaboration by teaming up. Thanks to you. Again, Dr. Tamsin Woolley Barker has been playing a big part in all this and the work that she's been doing. And we've been engaging with her to define purpose statements and get clear on our missions and discovering really that we can weave strategies together in new creative ways. And the convergences become a place to kind of harvest that, bring that forward. So we're looking forward to the folks presenting or stewarding rooms will probably be 25 to 50 different convergence rooms happening during that time. And that's for me, an example of unprecedented unified action. And that's what I'm hoping that we're learning how to do here, new patterns of uplift. And you're reaching out to me and inviting me to be a co-blogger with the Convergence and Voice of America. Voice of America is a thrill. That's part of what I feel is a sign that things are changing, that folks are being more receptive. And, and we realize if not now, when, and if not us, who? So I could go on and on about all the things happening, but one world is really with the sign network along with Unity Earth and all the others who said, let's make a space that persists, that we can start to interconnect these different communities. Everyone can't be into everything. There's only so many places you can be at one time, but now we can have a presence in these different things and stay connected and start to bring more coherence and more effective action as we tell these stories together. Well, thanks so much, John Raymer, who everyone can find at oneworld.earth. So I'm going to go over now to Dr. Julie Kroll, who has partnered with Teresa Collins and so many others in our wider network in creating the connection field. 
which like One World grew out of the use of Mighty Networks. And you can find the connection field now at goodofthewhole.org slash connection hyphen field. So let's go over now and I'll join Dr. Julie Kroll. So I'm here with Dr. Julie Kroll, who joins with Teresa Collins of the Connection Field, which includes multiple organizations, many of whom we're talking to on this program, and all of whom are listed under Julie's bio at the Voice America show page. So Julie, as you know, we're talking to each of the major networks that are a part of our larger evolutionary leaders' communities of engagement. So Julie, speaking for you and Teresa, Tell us about what you and the Connection Field are planning for Peace Week and then into the potentially exciting new year, 2024. Hmm. Well, thank you, Kurt. We we are excited for Peace Week and the coming year because we are a, a constellation of many organizations in the core team, Good of the Whole, Unify, HeartMath, the Global Coherence Pulse, Islands of Coherence Network, and the Empowerment Institute with the Peace on Earth 2030 game, we have been busy playing the Peace on Earth 2030 game in between World Unity Week and Peace Week. And so that culminates that week. You're going to hear more about that in the program, I think. And we're going to have a celebration of the Peace on Earth game that we've been playing inside the connection field. We also have coming up very shortly, right after, on the heels of Peace Week, the One Planet Peace Forum. And with that, we'll be um, airing, televising a a hybrid part of the in-person event. So we're really excited about that. There'll be a couple pieces that we're going to broadcast live on the one stream as well as in the connection field. So that's exciting for us. But most exciting, as I take a breath, I'm really excited about this. We are Um, because the network is opening with many, many different organizations coming in as islands, we will be opening what we call the Coherence Cafe. And in the Coherence Cafe, there will be many different opportunities for people to come in live, interactive with live Zoom rooms that are open, um, hosting a, a resonance lounge, an open lounge in the cafe, as well as different kinds of events, educational pieces, challenges. So we're going to be having during Peace Week an opening ceremony and kind of a grand opening, if you will, as we open up this new part of the connection field and bring on many new islands with many different organizations. Gene Keys is in there. Um, I could go on and on about the different organizations that are in there using this platform for really, hopefully, evolutionary and revolutionary purposes. So, after that, Kurt, the exciting news is, is that we have several different people doing programs. Like I mentioned, Whole World View will be doing a, a 21-day challenge or program with some of the teachings from Jude Curvan and Whole World View. We also are going to have a Kickstart Your Coherence event, another, um, I think it's going to be a 21-day challenge that's going to help everyone really focus on the internal path of of coherence as well as this coherence in our organizations and between our organizations. So we're going to focus more on the personal and then then really move that out into the transpersonal domain and beyond. So that's exciting. The the kickstart your coherence piece 
And then, of course, like I mentioned, opening all the other islands. There are so many different organizations that are there. They're going to be holding different kinds of events from regular educational events to just live streams, webinars. Um, I could just go on and on. The, the, the possibilities are endless, actually. And it's going to be fun to just also have this new live feature that anytime um, people can log in and have a room where there's a friendly face and someone there and we can connect and and see what wants to emerge from a coherent space. Well, thanks so much, Julie. And of course, all of this is also in the context of the wider community to which we all belong, the Evolutionary Leader Circle. So I'm going to join next the Reverend Deborah Moldau once again to ask her this time about the evolutionary leaders themselves and what they will be doing for Peace Week and then into 2024. But what a great time also then to remind us of the inspiring and Gold Nautilus Award-winning book from the evolutionary leaders, Our Moment of Choice, Evolutionary Visions, and Hope for the Future, which anchors this Voice America series, Humanity's Moment of Choice. So first, this word from its publisher, Beyond Words, Simon and Schuster, and then right over to join Deborah Muldow. Hello, this is Richard Cohn, publisher of Beyond Words. We are very honored to be partnering with Simon & Schuster and the Synergy Foundation to bring you a new thought-provoking book for these challenging times. It is called Our Moment of Choice, and it features 43 of the world's most well-known spiritual thinkers, offering practical solutions to the most pressing problems of our time, from economic inequality and social injustice to climate change and spiritual disconnection. Deepak Chopra offers his thoughts on how our inherent wholeness is not a choice, while Greg Braden suggests that we can change our world by first realizing that none of us are separate from each other. Lynn McTaggart investigates the link between altruism and self-healing. Michael Bernard Beckwith, Bruce Lipton, and many others share their thoughts on moving forward in ways that expand our consciousness and benefit the global community. Our moment of choice calls on us all to be the co-creators of a just, unified, peaceful, and thriving world. The time has come for all humanity to be united in purpose. This is our call to action. This is our collective moment of choice upon which our future depends. You can purchase your copy today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Beyond Words, or your local independent bookstore. Okay, so I'm here with the Reverend Deborah Moldau, Director of the Evolutionary Leaders Circle. So, Deborah, we're talking to each of the major networks that are a part of our larger evolutionary leaders community. So, leading from what you've already told us up front about the evolutionary leaders, tell us what you and the evolutionary leaders are planning for the rest of 23 
and into this potentially exciting new year of 2024. So let me say how honored we are to have so many members of the Evolutionary Leaders Circle engaged in Peace Week, culminating the 99 Days of Global Unity. I served as representative to the United Nations for the universal prayer, May Peace Prevail on Earth, for more than 20 years, with a special focus on the International Day of Peace on September 21st, as an opportunity for the whole world to celebrate peace together. So I'm thrilled to see so many people rallying around this day with special projects and programs dedicated to the many aspects of the growing culture of peace. Warm thanks to Unity Earth for leading peace work with so much exciting programming. So yay, Peace Week, and congratulations to everyone who took part in it. Uh, the next steps for the evolutionary leaders this year will be, first of all, an online gathering to look deeply into our own evolution and where we're headed as a community. We discovered that when we come together in person or online, we can co-create a field of a very high frequency that nourishes our spirits and inspires us for the road ahead. We're also planning our first in-person retreat since 2019 in January in Mexico, not far from where I live, where we can enjoy the very special energy that emerges when we can get out of our Zoom boxes and be together in a place of natural beauty. Personally, I would love to see us be ready to expand our evolutionary partners network beyond its pilot phase but we do need to take that one step at a time. And we also have plans to help with the next gathering of the Holo Movement next spring. The world is changing so rapidly now that it's important for the Evolutionary Leaders Circle, along with other groups and networks serving the conscious evolution of humanity, to continue to follow the call of our beautiful planet listening for the guidance of our collective intuition as to what forward steps can best serve future generations during this, our moment of choice. Thank you. Well, Deborah, thanks so much. And so next, I'm going to go over and join David Gershon, whose Empowerment Institute, which is at empowermentinstitute.net, their Peace on Earth 2030 movement and Peace on Earth 2030 game has become a major activity as part of the Peace Week and the transformative work moving into 2024. So now over to join David Gershon. So I'm here with David Gershon, CEO of the Empowerment Institute, talking about the Peace on Earth by 2030 movement and game. So David, as you know, we're talking to each of the major networks that are a part of our larger evolutionary leaders community. So David, tell us what you and Powerment Institute and Peace on Earth 2030 Movement and Game are planning for Peace Week and then into the potentially exciting new year of 2024. Thank you, Kurt. And thank you for being the glue that holds so many things together, my friend. <clears throat> well, it turns out that Peace Week and Peace on Earth by 2030 
have a lot of alignment. And so we have many opportunities and have been invited to do many things. The biggest thing is on the International Day of Peace, um, which is on Thursday, 921, we will be part of two major things. One will be the launch of our partnership with the African Union and our Peace on Earth by 2030 in Africa initiative, which is a continent-wide initiative to in- show the world that Africa is ready and primed to lead the charge for peace on Earth by 2030. So that's very exciting. This is growing out of a number of months of conversations that culminated in that opportunity. We'll also be partnering as part of that with United Religions Initiative in Africa, a man named Musi Hailu, some of the people may know in your worlds, um, who's leading our charge in Africa and helping organize this. So that's a big thing uh, in our world, in the world, in Africa's world. Um, 1.4 billion people are the target audience. So beyond that, there is a big New York uh, New York City Times Square event for, Uni- for the International Day of Peace, and we're part of that. And the launching of the game and larger movement is going to be highlighted. Um, and... There's a lot of international musicians and many ELs are part of that. And so we will have a role to play. And well, what do we do now? Now that we've all gotten inspired that we want to do something. Well, we're part of that answer. A third thing is that we are invited by a group called Humanity Rising, which is the work of Jim Garrison and a number of other people and Heidi a few a few people, um, Heidi Sparks-Guber and other ELs, part of that, and, and a few others. And we've been invited for the week to every day to talk about the game. And we'll be highlighting the seven frequencies. We'll be highlighting the work we're doing in Africa. We'll be highlighting the, the 921 event. We'll be highlighting our next round of the global online game which is um in january of 2024 which is our 2024 uh work among other things and then the last thing is we will be closing out the 99 days of peace with another one of our events um another zoom thing as part of that and we will be doing a uh, a presentation and closing ceremony and also honoring all the people who have played the game and all the peace and songs that are going to be culminating from the game. So we're going to be busy that week for sure. So that's what we're doing on that day. And then in 2024, um, you know, we hope to really have built a lot of momentum. This was really the kickoff year. We've been piloting this for several years, four years in particular. We've had 10,000 actions taken by 1,500 people across 13 countries. And that's basically been our pilot to show that we have proven concept. But now we are really ready to let the world know that this is possible. And so 2024, I hope, is a very important year for what we're doing and for the world as a result. Well, David, thanks so much. The vision of Peace on Earth 2030 is so inspiring and it's great to see so many people on an international level that are involved. 
So another inspiring program that's also international and also gaming its activities as well is the EarthWise Center. And it's also been a part of the 99 Days with its pledge program for a new Earth rising. So I'm going to go over now to join Anilo Smitsman of the EarthWise Center, which is at EarthWiseCenter, C-E-N-T-R-E, dot org, international but headquartered in Mauritius. So I'm here with Anilo Smitsman of EarthWise, which, as many of you know, launched the 16 pledges for New Earth Rising during World Unity Week and will also be participating in the Peace Week events. Now, Anilos, as you know, we're talking to each of the major networks that are a part of our larger evolutionary leaders community. So tell us what you and EarthWise will be doing for Peace Week and then into this potentially exciting new year of 2024. Thank you so much. Yes, during Peace Week, we'll be sharing with everyone what we've actually been doing for the 99 days of peace through unity. We've been hosting a series of free webinars uh, on the constitution, also on new technologies such as DAOs for really developing our collaborative capacities for new earth rising. We've also been talking about the critical role of women for a new paradigm. And we have been talking in these three webinars also about our earth rise game for a civilizational transformation. All of those are linked to the earth rise pledges for new earth rising, which are based on the earth rise constitution for a planetary civilization. And those 16 pledges are really helping us to go through the inner and the outer transformations that are necessary for this deeper civilizational and new paradigm shift. Now, as part of these pledges is also the commitment to opting out of systems of harm and opting into systems that heal us and that bring us together. And we call that changing how we play the game of life on planet Earth. And knowing that, in fact, if you're looking at 3 billion people around the world are playing games, most of that is for entertainment. And it's not really empowering the younger generations. What we've therefore done is to really explore how can we harness really the power of gaming and empower younger generations by creating an Earthrise game based on those pledges, based on this constitution for new Earthrising, for becoming the future humans of the emerging new era. And we've started as part of that commitment also um, during Unity Week. And what we want to be sharing now during the Peace Week is what we've been doing to develop the first prototype for this game and some beautiful new art that has been emerging from that, as well as sharing some wonderful news, for example, new partnerships that we've been forming as part of that. One of that is with Singularity Nat and Dr. Ben Grutzel for also including ethical and benevolent AI integrations into the game characters, and that can create all kinds of new intelligences for a new earth rising. So we want to be sharing all about that through Peace Week. This is also what's going to keep us quite focused all the way into 2024 <laughs> because it is an open world immersive action game and we're planning to do this development over the coming 12 months. And uh, we're really looking forward to collaborating with everyone in the community so that we can truly create a world shifting game um, that especially empowers the younger generations, but also is a game that we all of us can uh, can really play to bring forward and actualize our greater humanity. Well, thanks so much, Annalise Smitsman. 
Now, we had a unique opportunity to catch Shannon Marie Winters, a co-founder of the Light on Light Publications and Media, which is at lightonlight.us, which has reported so regularly in magazines and books, and yes, also as sponsors of this series on Voice America as well, The Convergence, which now hosts this series for the Evolutionary Leaders, Humanity's Moment of Choice. So we had a chance to hear her recount the entire history for just a few minutes. And in that, she also clearly reminds us of the unitive consciousness that underpins all of this. So let's listen to that discussion now with Shannon Marie Winters. So I'm here with Shannon Marie Winters, managing editor of the Light on Light magazines. And we're so pleased we were able to catch her on her phone for an interview, busy as she is, because we wanted to be sure and include her for all that she's done and doing. And you can find the Light on Light magazines at issuu.com slash light on light. That's issuu.com slash light on light, which are all free. And Shannon will also be joining us as the named editor of our 2024 Light on Light Press Anthology on Interspirituality, being published on the 25th anniversary of its naming in Brother Wayne Teasdale's now classic book, The Mystic Heart, Discovering a Universal Spirituality in the World's Religions. So, Shannon, you not only co-founded the Light on Light magazines, but you were also instrumental in the connections and arrangements that led to the Light on Light press. So tell us, what were your transformational goals in visioning the establishment of the Light on Light magazines And now, 20 issues later, how have you seen those goals furthered and fulfilled? And also then tell us about your participation in this upcoming 2024 anthology on interspirituality, especially because you are also a ordained interspiritual minister. So, Shannon. Thank you so much, Kurt. I'm honored to be here with you. If I think back to the first seed that sprouted in my heart in 2016, preceding all of this, it was because I had felt an inner calling to be of greater service in the world beyond my religion of upbringing. And then it led me to the Interfaith Interspiritual Seminary Program at One Spirit in New York City. That's where I had first learned about the mystic heart, which I had actually already discovered in my own journey without realizing it at the time. But in that moment, it all came together as one and bloomed from there. And the story of Light on Light in that is a divine example of how life brings forth greater outcomes than we could possibly have imagined on our own. Because in the beginning, when I offered my service to the great work, all of this came together with one spirit, with you, with Light on Light, in synchronicities and synergies that were as if the stars had aligned and it was universally meant to be for us to come together just at that right moment in time for Light on Light publications to emerge and then to blossom into the thriving press that the team and the authors have achieved today. I mean, it's truly phenomenal what you and the authors have done. Congratulations. And then, of course, leading on to what's next in the 25th anniversary anthology of the Mystic Heart that we're working on right now with the authors and contributors. Just to think about it, it was only 25 years ago when we were at that new dawn of the conscious new consciousness, as Brother Wayne had written, a radically fresh approach to our life as a human family in a fragile world. And since then, just as Brother Wayne had envisioned into this birth of the new awareness, 
we did see that a new set of historical circumstances appeared in front of us in shifts in our understanding, shifts in our understanding and ecological awareness, in recognition of the oneness and interdependentness of all of life and reality, a growing receptivity to the inner treasures of the world's religion and where they all meet within the mystic heart within all of us, as he had mentioned, openness to the cosmos and the universal level pr principles that support the well-being of all of life, not just humanity, but all of life and creation, and the stories and the offerings within the 25th anniversary anthology demonstrate the first fruits of Brother Wayne's vision for a universal spirituality in the third millennium now to help continue guiding our course for greater peace and happiness in the world. We can think of so many examples of the pioneers and the light bearers who rallied Brother Wayne's vision and who have already begun to bring about positive impact and transformation, such as in Bob Atkinson's book, Bringing All of the Paths to Wholeness Back Together as One, Connecting the Human Family, in Inner Spiritual Teachings, Carrying the Mystic Heart to the Next Generation, Rediscovering Wholeness Within Guides Like May the Love Force Be With You in the Heart, Finding Oneness and Unifying Worldviews for Conscious Collaboration, such as in the Holo Movement. I mean, all of these works are demonstrating the light upon light within all of us who have decided to step into that new awareness, that new era, and blaze the trails for generations to follow. I mean, Kurt, you'll recall that in 2021, we published the ebook Universal Principles and Action Steps, the historic collection gathered from dozens of organizations, NGOs, and thought leaders, and they all pointed toward the same unity even in all of their diverse descriptions and names and labels and steps, they pointed to the oneness that exists beyond any division of separation. We're waking up to that consciousness fully now, and it's within the mystic heart itself, or in all of those infinite pathways are experienced as one. And to think that this is just the beginning, we're leaving exciting times for sure. So thank you so much, Kurt, for including me. It's such a, been such a delight to catch up with you. Well, thank you so much, Shannon Marie Winters. And again, so much gratitude for all the attention your work has brought to the evolutionary leaders and these emerging networks. So listeners, you can view five years of colorful history of so many of the projects that you're hearing about on this program by going to issuu.com slash light on light. That's issuu.com slash light on light and following the clues from the covers of these free e-magazines that have been a part of World Unity Week, Peace Week, and so many other activities now for a number of years. So next I'm going to be joined by Karuna, a media host here at Voice America, so we can go over and talk to both Dr. Rian Eisler and Victoria Friedman about the emerging collaboratory of 23 evolutionary leaders' synergy circles on the divine feminine, divine child, and the situations of women and girls around the world, and particularly their work in those passion areas, both through the video series and the children's books that they'll be telling us about. Okay, so I'm here with Karuna a long-term co-host here on The Convergence at Voice America, and who is also the media host for Light on Light. Now, Karuna, you've been instrumental in encouraging this emerging collaboratory of the synergy circles on the divine feminine, divine child, and the issues of women and girls all around the world. 
beginning with your interviews of multiple women leaders at the LA Convergence event that was attended by so many evolutionary leaders, and thereafter your program with Denise Scotto for World Unity Week. And as you know, Denise is one of the founders of this emerging collaboratory, along with evolutionary leaders Laura George and Rian Eisler, who were just about to talk about the importance of this initiative. So before we go over to talk to Dr. Eisler, tell me about why you thought this initiative with regard to the divine feminine and the divine child was so important. Thank you so much, Kurt, for all that you do. Thank you. We all know that the emergence of the divine feminine, the divine child, is a part of this great paradigm shift that is now going on. As Dr. Eisler has said, gender stereotyping has led to incredible harm and imbalance during our human history. I knew that the women and the evolutionary leaders and the synergy circles care deeply about championing this issue. And that is why I started the process of all these interviews. And we also developed the video series that now posting at the Evolutionary Leaders YouTube channel, which will be taking and talking about these issues with Dr. Eisler in just a moment. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks right back to you, Karuna. So let's go both you and I over now to join both Dr. Rian Eisler and Victoria Friedman. So I'm here with Dr. Rian Eisler, who is co-founder of both the Evolutionary Leaders Cornerstone Synergy Circle and the new collaboratory of multiple synergy circles. And with Victoria Friedman, the author and illustrator of two upcoming children's books that are a project of the unit of narrative and cornerstone synergy circles. The books are inspired by Dr. Jude Curavan's Modern Cosmology and Dr. Rian Eisler's work on a caring civilization, the world seen through the eyes of care. So first, Rian, tell us why this collaboratory regarding which you've just created videos with such other women leaders as Jude Curavan, Laura George, Denise Scotto, and Danette Walport is so important. Well, thank you, Kurt. Uh, this is important because the four cornerstones introduced by my work, which are childhood and family, which are gender, which are economics, and which are story and language, and they're all interconnected, are foundational to either what I've called a domination system, which we're trying to leave behind, and a partnership system, which recognizes our essential togetherness, our essential interconnection. Now, these cornerstones are really foundational to both systems, and to show you how foundational they are. Think of how much time and energy those pushing us back, uh, whether it's here in the United States, whether it's the Taliban in uh, Afghanistan, whether it's fundamentalist Iran, spend on family and childhood. And yes, they also spend a lot of time on these gender stereotypes. You know, they're 
masculine stereotypes, feminine stereotypes. There's nothing in between. And one is ranked over the other, which takes me to economics, because remember I said they're all interconnected. We have a gendered system of values in which anything that is coded masculine, like, yeah, like prisons, you know, the punitive male head of household, remember that archetype, is ranked and the resources are poured into it instead of into what is coded feminine like caring for children, caring for nature, uh, caring for one another. Now, this is a system, denomination system that stands reality on its head. And the stories, which is the last of the four cornerstones, are so important. And this really takes me to the stories that we are now uh, offering for Yes, for adults, but also for children, thanks to our wonderful Victoria. All right. So, Victoria, as creator of these forthcoming children's books, tell us about why this message is so important for parents and for children. Okay, Kurt. Well, hello, enlightened parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, teachers, friends of children. So, once upon a time... And this is that time. Children books are being created for you. There are many books for children that are value-driven and entertaining. But if you resonate to the deep and insightful messages, worldviews, wisdom of spiritual luminaries available at this time, you might want to share with young children in your lives what is deeply meaningful for you. The upcoming book, Brightness, coming out of the unitive narrative of the Evolutionary Leader Synergy Circle with the inspiration of Jude Caravan and Fogbusters, a story about the eyes of care, loosely based on Rian Eisler's work of the two, uh, two books of universal truths. Children not only hear the story, but are by affected by the frequency these books carry. The voice prints of conscious considerations is palpable. Children respond to truth. The children are being put out and they can, these stories are being put out and they can be translated into childrenese. And the children also deserve the awakened, passionate voices of those leading the shift for the conscious evolution. This is very exciting. Please check Light on Light Publishing for incoming information. And we all live connectedly ever after. Well, thank you, Rian, Victoria, and Karuna. It's so great to hear about that many people who are working on such an important passion area as this one. And it's one that's surely going to unfold exponentially in 2024. So now bringing us full circle to those who have mentioned the roots of all of these Peace Week events is in the original 11 Days of Global Unity, launched first in 2004 to bring all these efforts together, especially around the International Peace Day in the United Nations community. So we're going to be talking next with Rick Ulfick, the founder of the 11 Days of Global Unity through We.net, We the World, both of which are at We.net. And Rick, it's great to have you back after a year of some severe health challenges that you've had to work through. It's great to have you back. We're also this week have been a part of a tribute program to you and to your work that was on the Awakening World. 
And we wanted that context to give a shout out to Scott Katamas at the Awakening World, an evolutionary leader who is always following all of these events with his media as well. And everyone can find them at globalpeacetribe.com. So I'm going to go over now and join Rick Ulfick to talk about everything coming up in the 11 days of global unity for 2023. So I'm here with Rick Ulfick, the founder of the 11 days of global unity, We the World and We.net. So Rick, as we know, the 11 days of global unity programming from September 11th to September 21st, the International Day of Peace, has been a foundation for Peace Week activities in and around the United Nations community for nearly two decades. So tell us about your plans for this year. Thanks so much, Kurt. I am inspired to be on your show to share some of this year's highlights of our annual 11 Days of Global Unity Summit, culminating with the UN International Day of Peace, September 21st, as well as Peace Week and Climate Week. As you said, Kurt, my name is Rick Ulfick, and I'm the founder of We the World and the We campaign at We.net. For a little context, We the World is a global coalition building organization founded in 1998 that annually connects and promotes literally thousands of socially conscious organizations and businesses representing millions of people to amplify their actions for peace, justice, sustainability, and societal societal transformation. Some support, supporters have included Archbishop Desmond Tutu, Dr. Jane Goodall, Deepak Chopra, Vandana Shiva, Marianne Williamson, and Bill McKibben. Every year, we observe 11 Days of Global Unity, September 11th to the 21st, the UN International Day of Peace on September 21st, as well as Climate Week and Peace Week. During 11 days, there are all kinds of programs, including panels, broadcasts, festivals, conferences, as well as cultural events. In particular, I would like to tell you about the 11 Days Summit, where we focus on 11 campaigns for change and feature profound dialogues with visionary leaders. If you have a pen and you want to participate, here are some of the highlights. On our freedom panel, we will hear from the one and only Kurt Johnson, host of the Voice America radio show, as well as Rian Eisler, author of The Chalice and the Blade, and 
Larry Clay of Conscious Business Enterprise. We will be discussing what some people feel is our most important issue, the democracy crisis in the USA and the future of the world. For human rights, we are featuring Keisha Acton, co-director of Black Lives Matter Phoenix Metro, working with incarcerated youth and women. For peace, we have Ambassador Admiral Chowdhury, former un Under Secretary General of the United Nations, and Audrey Kitagas Kitagawa, founder of the International Academy for Multicultural uh, Cooperation, the Academy for Multicultural Cooperation. For disarmament, we have Jonathan Granoff, president of the Global Security Institute, examining human security. For environment, Sue Blythe, the founder of the Climate Collaboratory. For unity, Deborah Muldow, Dot, Dot Maver, and Sharon Ria discussing expanding a culture of unity and imperative for survival. For economic justice, we have Jan Jana Larson and mem members of the Poor People's Campaign. For women, we have Sandy Hart and Jumana Risk. And we'll be having interactive online town halls after each panel as well. We are also excited to be collaborating with Paul Slatkus and Good News Broadcast, producing a major live event in Times Square for the International Day of Peace, September 21st, uh, for the uh, culmination of 11 days of global unity. And we are collaborating with the Pache a Bene campaign nonviolence event and March from September 21st to October 2nd. And winding everything up, I'm thrilled and inspired that We the World is collaborating with Unity Earth and the Sign Network to produce a World Peace concert broadcast September 23rd, celebrating 11 Days of Global Unity, the, the International Day of Peace, Peace Week, and Climate Week. If you want to learn more and to collaborate with us, you can go to we.net. Thank you so much. Well, thanks so much to all of these leaders who have joined us to give us this peek into what is going to be happening from September 23's Peace Week and on into what is undoubtedly a pivotal year in world history, 2024, for so many reasons. So before we wrap up, let's remind ourselves again of the message in the Evolutionary Leaders book, Our Moment of Choice, 
evolutionary visions and hope for the future, since that is certainly what this is all about. Hello, this is Richard Cohn, publisher of Beyond Words. We are very honored to be partnering with Simon & Schuster and the Synergy Foundation to bring you a new thought-provoking book for these challenging times. It is called Our Moment of Choice, and it features 43 of the world's most well-known spiritual thinkers, offering practical solutions to the most pressing problems of our time from economic inequality and social injustice to climate change and spiritual disconnection. Deepak Chopra offers his thoughts on how our inherent wholeness is not a choice, while Greg Braden suggests that we can change our world by first realizing that none of us are separate from each other. Lynn McTaggart investigates the link between altruism and self-healing. Michael Bernard Beckwith, Bruce Lipton, and many others share their thoughts on moving forward in ways that expand our consciousness and benefit the global community. Our moment of choice calls on us all to be the co-creators of a just, unified, peaceful, and thriving world. The time has come for all humanity to be united in purpose. This is our call to action. This is our collective moment of choice upon which our future depends. You can purchase your copy today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Beyond Words, or your local independent bookstore. Welcome back to Humanity's Moment of Choice here on the Convergent series on Voice America. This is your Voice America host, Dr. Kurt Johnson, and it's been such a pleasure to spend this hour with these dozen leaders of major impact networks and event initiatives, which represent civil societies that's we the people's chance to make transformational change as we move from 2023 into 2024. A big thanks to all of them and a reminder that their full bios and the links to their related organizations, networks, and events are in their bios at the Voice America show page where you just joined us for this program. We look forward to your interest and participation in all of these activities. Also watch for a new blog at voiceamerica.com by me and John Raymer, who we just interviewed earlier. The purpose of that blog will be to keep reminding the world of all of these movements and activities for change toward the world that we all want, that works for all. So watch for the new blog, and also coming soon at Humanities Stream, and that's at humanitiesteam.org slash stream, a video hub for videos from the Evolutionary Leaders Synergy Circles and the Evolutionary Leaders Community. So join us again soon in October and beyond here on Humanity's Moment of Choice on the Convergence here on Voice America. So be seeing you again soon. And until then, enjoy all of the activities of Peace Week at peaceweek.org and at the websites of all the other leaders and organizations that have joined us today. 
love from all of us, and thanks so much. Mm-hmm.